just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 94 episodes of One Tree Hill. Getting close to the 100. And tonight's episode for debate is season 5, episode 6, Don't Dream It's Over. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 6, Don't Dream It's Over. Dom, we're here. How are you, my friend? I am very well. I'm ready for my weekly dose of One Tree Hill. It's a massive dose. It's like nine injections of One Tree Hill, isn't it? Really, a week. (laughs) And this episode, there's so much to talk about. And I am thrilled that we are not talking about it alone. We have our legal representative in the building for when we inevitably inevitably get sued for something that you have said (laughs) not me we're joined with season one season one taking it all the way back there's only two people three lex she doesn't count as uh, that featured you know ravens that featured on season one and one of them is here just heard a noise outside and i got scared and the light came on she's not outside she is here on zoom alicia welcome back how are you doing i'm good i am actually outside your room i was just just about to jump out and scare you right now um i'm good i'm I'm really excited to be here i feel like it's been a little bit it it has been a little bit but we're we're even more excited to have you and you've told us a minute ago you don't listen back so you can say whatever you like and you'll never have to hear it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least we hate my voice it's great <laughs> it's great to have you you have a great voice so you don't need to worry uh and we're excited to get into this episode but i need to go back and say simon how are you i'm good uh, i'm good there's so much we don't tell your have face time. <laughs> i'm really hungry you know that's the truth i haven't had on every other Wednesday, F is teaching yoga at the moment. She's doing it in lavender fields outside. It's all lovely and zen and whatever. But <laughs> it's really it's really hard to get our son to go to sleep. So I'm like running late. And, and it's the whole thing. So I didn't have time to eat. So I'm actually really hungry. And then there's lots of things going on. It's all exciting things. But... Um, way too many things to talk about right now but good everything's good do you want to run and grab some food and i can ask no 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 alicia the first three questions that we ask now no because then i won't hear i want to hear i'm here my body's here okay (laughs) your mind is in the fridge (laughs) Yeah. yeah okay well i'll start with the questions we'll get them out of the way and then we'll just smash on straight into this episode how's that sound sounds good Delicious. Nice. 
Okay, so Delicious. go through the three questions. <laughs> I'll go through my answers, and then we'll see what what you guys come up with. So, uh, first question is: If you had to start a band with anyone of the main characters, who would it be? Maximum two. What would your band name be? And if Peyton was your manager and organising your rider, what one thing would you demand at each gig? Now, those that have been listening for the last few weeks will know that all of my answers to these questions are related to the episode we've just watched and that we're podcasting about. Alicia and Simon, less pressure on you uh, for you to pick that, but you do have to pick characters that we have met up until this point. If you pick someone I don't know, one, it's a spoiler, and two, I don't know who that is, so they, they could be anyone. Um, so, right, the two characters, I've, I've picked two characters to be in my band this week. Uh, they are Victoria and Lindsay. Uh, our band name is Concert for Satan's Wife. That's what we're going to be called. Uh, and nice. at every gig... We're going to have Guitar Hero set up and ready to go, ready for us to play in the green room. And that is it from me. Who wants to go first? Alicia, please. It's got to be. You're our guest. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. So, Alicia, who's who's joining your band with you? Okay. In my band, we're going, again, Chris Keller. Because. Good choice. He is hilarious. He's also a good musician. But just the hilarity and chaos that would happen with him around would give us a lot of songwriting material. Um, and then second, I'd probably go for. I think I. I was, was going to say mouth. I'm going to go for Millie. Um, because for the certain reasons, I think that Millie's like a really supportive person to Brooke so far up until this season's. Well, as an assistant she was and i feel like she just be like a, she cancelled out the chris keller vibe you know just really sweet and just like even it out she she'd be the mirror of the group actually writing down the bs that chris says and making it actually sound good and then he'd perform it and i just hang in the back and like dab a tap a keyboard every now and again and we'd be and yeah so that'd be it for me um and then i think the name of the band would be angel of death oh I like it. <laughs> just a Simon's eye. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> is Gaw- is Gordy in your in your flat? One of Dom's lights behind him is flashing, like he is about to be abducted into the upside down. <laughs> shouldn't do it now. It should be okay. We'll see if Gordy puts his head through your wall. If it does, then just let it fucking take me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to listen there to your go. Stranger Things podcast. I've, I've blitzed through the entire season, the entire show, in about a week and a half, about a week and a half ago. Um, so I'm, well I'm buzzing to listen to it. Perfect time. It's there for you. It's there for you. <laughs> um, I think, what, the next one is, is my rider? Um, your rider, what's, what's going to be the one thing you demand at every gig? Every gig. I go for... Um, I feel like I'd go for oh sorry this is one I don't think about <laughs> so I think about now um, I'd go for something i just go say like a Twix or something that's really like low key but maybe I'll just go straight you know Hardcore Peyton season 2 cocaine <laughs> it's one or the other it's a Twix or cocaine you can't have both they don't mix <laughs> I'm only only happy with either or, really. You know? 
Unless you're going to like hollow out one of the Twix like sticks and use that to snort the cocaine, <laughs> that's the only way that you can have them both at the same time. Yeah. I mean, perfect. Do, do musician life. <laughs> Twix is in cocaine, all yours. <laughs> uh, Simon, what about you? Starting with I, who, who's going to be in the band? I'm just going to take Nanny Kerry. Of course you are. Um, what's, <laughs> what's your band name going to be called? <laughs> I mean, I'm split between two, but um, my choice is going to be Poolside Hussies. <laughs> I like it. Or... Well, the other one was going to be like lip-biting Poolside Hussie because she does this thing, I don't know if you've noticed, where she's constantly like, she's trying to pull a sexy face and the sexy face is... I'm biting my lip. It doesn't look sexy when I do it, I understand. But when she's doing it, it's her, like, go-to... You know, I imagine the director of the episode saying... Is her name Tori in real life? I think it's yeah, Tori. Tori. I say, okay, Tori, okay, you're in the scene, you're in the scene. Here we go, here we go. Everyone's set up, lights in, okay. Sexy, think sexy. You're in a sexy mood. You're, you're touching up his legs. It's all innuendos, like you're going to, you know, do sexy things. So be sexy. And she's like, okay, let me bite my lip. What, what and that's di- what it is. What if the director actually said, okay, uh, what we want, to, want you to do is we're going to get the lights set up, we want you touching his legs, you're going to help him get his trousers on, but it's going to be a little bit like innuendo, tongue-in-cheek sort of stuff, and then we want you to look for Steve the Chimp. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> why? <laughs> I oh, think... I understand why. Sorry. Because <laughs> of you, you donut. I'm so hungry, I'm delirious, because <laughs> that's me. That's why it bothers me because I'm lip biting out there looking, you know, sexy for my for my soulmate in animal form, and she's out there trying to get off with Nathan's have acted, which should be this is incredibly inappropriate. In fact, I'm not comfortable with you living in my house anymore. Um, if you're disrespecting my wife and my marriage in this way, so with that being said, take your bikini. And get the fuck out of my house. I wouldn't say that last bit. Let's be honest. I would say, please leave. <laughs> nice. Very nice. And, oh, you gave yours, didn't you, Dom? I, did my, I always do mine first. I always jump in first. Greedy like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Graham. Okay. So, where to now? The episode... Well, why not? I suppose we've got to talk about it eventually. <laughs> Might as well be now. Yeah, I actually am not functioning very well. So get, I've got my headphones in. Will you start so I can listen? And I'm just going to eat some of them. Um, you know them like picnic eggs? Yeah. I've got like vegetarian versions, but instead of eggs in the middle, they've just got some chilli sauce. They're from corn? The corn ones, yeah. You go for it. You go and get those little eggs. I won't. I I won't do a joy. I will just eat them out there quickly. (laughs) I'll be. I'll be listening because the AirPods are wireless. Sure, no problem. Very unprofessional, Alicia. I'm sorry. I'm. No, you need to feed yourself. I mean, with these watch-alongs, you've got a long night ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so long. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Well, okay. I'll be back. Okay. Simon's going off for food, and what we're going to do is we're going to start. With anyone you want to start with in the episode, and we can talk about Ooh. their journey throughout, and we'll cross pretty much everyone if you start with Peyton. <laughs> but who, who, so who would I you... know. I'll let I'll let Peyton go, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give. 
I'll give like views on that down the line. But um, nice. we can start with. I mean, we were talking about Nathan and Carrie, so we so could you... do that. Or actually, should we save that to the end for it's someone up else? To you. I don't know. It's, it's totally up to you. Don't worry about other okay. people. They're gonna they're gonna get their chance to say. So we do have another Raven on, but they're gonna have their chance to say whatever they okay. want about whatever they like. So you go wherever you want to with this. So you can talk okay. about. We can literally excuse the pun. <laughs> jump jump straight in with uh, uh, with Nathan and Haley and Nanny Carrie and all that. But wait, um, that... no, let's go with, let's go with mouth because I got views on mouth. What wow, such a, what curveball! Sorry, I like, I like try. I'm trying to be a considerate person here. But also, <laughs> <laughs> I have views on mouth. I'm, okay. I'm trying to be a considerate person before I rip the shit into mouth. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh... Well, let's let's go straight in. So mouth is at his studio job. He's between there and bedroom with Alice. It's horrendous. I find it incredibly uncomfortable. But let's go straight into your thoughts and feelings on mouth for this episode in general let's go let's let him have it yeah so i think actually technically in this episode he is the victim being the person who's being kind of who who is actually being sexually harassed by their boss and manipulated at work to keep doing to kind of behaving basically saying if you don't keep having sex with me i'm going to fire you that is a bad thing but I feel like he's also being placed as the hero of the story. And it's like we're being, as this episode goes on, it's like he's the one who's going to stand up for everyone. But let's not forget that he, the only reason he's in this position is because he assaulted his boss, who was perfectly justified in not liking him um, or not rating him as much as he rates himself. And I think it just really bugs me the way through the story we are su- we're being encouraged to root for him as this little guy who, who fights against the man who's being completely manipulated and I feel like it kind of removes any aspect of fault from his from his prior from his prior actions and it's it's very disappointing to have a woman who's in a senior position in a company and this is actually across the board really if you bring in Victoria as well but none of who are actually treating people with respect so in that sense this is a storyline really annoys me and mouth really annoys me but i can admit that technically in this episode he's being presented as a hero and that almost annoys me more Um, yeah i mean it's kind of the same with the framing of how he jumped off the roof walks straight up to brooke kind of grabs her kisses her yeah and that's supposed to be that like if they were already together that's a a great moment of passion isn't it i'm going to go across i'm going to grab my you know girlfriend or significant other and i'm going to kiss her and and this is how it's going to feel but they they're not together they weren't together it's inappropriate it's you know unwanted unwarranted not expected and it's it's happened again and it's just a continuation of of that storyline of him being a bit of a having these predatory senses that are praised by his friends um and it, and it's shocking it is actually really really shocking um but in this episode exactly like you said the tables are turned and it's well you're gonna go to my house aren't you i'll see you at my house well i guess we're gonna have to find a new kind of like report or whatever then aren't we and then he immediately has to go oh i'm just not feeling well you know i i, I think i'll be better by tomorrow 
and he's trying to dig himself out of the situation. And exactly that, he's now being confided in by the rest of the the, the crew and the team um, that are helping, you know, backstage at the station and, and so on and so forth. So it, it's only a matter of time before one of them figures out what he's up to with Alice, why he's getting away with so much, why he's getting promoted, yeah. and it's all going to blow out of control, which probably rightly so. But I, I find your um, view about Victoria as well and and the way that Alice and Victoria are both portrayed as basically really horrible people, as like successful women um, with in successful positions and um, positions of power within their organizations. And they're really bitchy and horrible. And do you think, do you think one tree Hill is framing this? Like they have to be like that to be successful or they're successful because they're like that. Um, I think, I think it's probably, I think it's probably a bit of both. It's that notion of a woman can only succeed if they take on stereotypical male characteristics, which aren't, they're not necessarily true. Um, so I, I think it's probably, I don't think they're presenting it from that perspective of they've had to be that way to be successful, but that they just are that way. And that is why they've become successful. Um, Mm. but it's also, I think because they are ultimately new characters and I feel like most new characters that come in, come in as opposition to our kind of main, our, our core characters. So you're always automatically kind of rooting you're rooting against the new person. And so it's yeah. easier to portray them more negatively than it is for someone who you've technically been following for five or six years. So they, they massively villainise both of them immediately. Usually. Massively, massively villainise them. Because we don't get that with Lindsay and we don't even get that with Brooke. You know, Brooke is someone at the top of her company, mm. essentially, other than Victoria, um, who is nice to everyone. She has a, a good way about her. She, Although, you know, she stops people from putting certain models in certain magazines. She has an image, um, kind of conscious brain as well, in that she's like, we're not going to put size zero models on there. That's not even a size. You know, if you're calling size four fat, I'm fat. You know, that's fine. And she's kind of a, a very accepting of everything and and wanting people to be healthy and kind of creating a healthy environment. And I guess that's the same for Lindsay. Lindsay's like, I've had to work my absolute ass off to be where I'm at and I deserve to be here. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who owns the company. They've, they've treated me hot, like worse and, and made my life even harder. So I've had to really push and get to get to where I am. Um, so it's quite interesting that, that we see Alice and Victoria and then have the polar opposites mm. that are also kind of successful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, but then, sorry, here's something that's the flip side. They kind of, I said, they have to make Lindsay somewhat likable. Otherwise, this like you, this storyline would feel like it's going nowhere. It's like it wouldn't be fathomable that Lucas could be dating someone who's that horrible. Mm. But that that you're right and correct in that kind that contrast of the kind of it's like how do you get to manage a team and get people to be successful around you? Do you do that by being a bully, or by creating a comfortable space in which they can thrive? And and maybe that and maybe that's also an angle of looking at it. You've got these two completely contrasting ways of managing and relating to other people you work with and i guess we'll see which one succeeds 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I know how yeah. I'd like to succeed, but sorry, Simon has returned, egg filled and ready to go. Oh god, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I I had the headphones in, so I heard everything, which was great analysis. I I think it's also interesting how the show has villainized these two women in positions of authority when what we know was actually happening behind the scenes in real life was, you know, a, a, a male figure in the position of authority that was treating people terribly. So it's interesting to that he would create that narrative within the storyline that's mm. sort of showing the the opposite or you know switching the genders around or villainizing these two women i mean they're they're also being used as comedy outlets as well and we're supposed to kind of laugh at it but i think it's that whole i don't have you i i i got dom to watch it alicia have you seen the tv show called eight a teacher i think i started it i didn't finish it not because it wasn't good. I think I got. I was about. I think I got to the first episode and then things took off and I never went back to it. But it was. It was good. But well, so I think it's on viewing. Right. Well, I think it's on Disney Plus now because um, I think we watched it on the iPlayer back, like when when it first came out. But the point is, is that they in that show it's about a woman, a female teacher sleeping with a with a male student. And, you know, this isn't like a spoiler or anything, but it, uh, it's, it's sort of looking at how when that's flipped round, it's seen as cool, you know, for the student, like it's seen as where if it was the other way around and it's a male teacher with a female student, it's kind of, it's treated more as, um, uh, you know, not, Grooming. I don't know, not right. Grooming. Right. And it kind of ruins the kid's life um, and had anxiety and depression and, and all of these other things. And it's actually that she was manipulating her position of power. And it's sort of looking at how society looks at that and treats that because she's a woman and she was, you know, like a, a good looking, beautiful woman. And this is kind of in the same vein that it's deemed acceptable because it's a woman in in power and she's attractive etc etc and that he should he's sort of seen as you know it's cool points like really and the skills is kind of backing it up with um you know that sort of male camaraderie which really just doesn't sit well from a 2022 perspective is like this is a great way of pulling that back to kind of the mouth story because it there is this like vindication isn't there from skills like skills is like if you want to get anywhere in life you've got to you know essentially says you've got a bag of cougar and that's kind of his philosophy is just like ah oh, do you know what the only way you're going to get through is by sleeping with your boss and you know what for whatever reason it's orchestrated and it happens and it's created and yeah exactly like you said Simon because the power dynamic is um I guess in a reverse stance from kind of how tv prior to this would you know would portray these situations um it, it it's it's just feels like that the sensibility behind it is is different and 
yeah, exactly like you said, given exactly everything that was going on behind, um, you, you know, behind the camera, you would think that they'd be a bit smarter about how they played it. But I guess, you know, there's no admittance, isn't, is there? There's, uh, I, it'd be interesting to see if there's a, well, if you tell anyone about what's going on, like Alice says, if, if you tell anyone what's going on, then you're definitely fired. You, you know, we've already had that. I've got to find someone new if you're not going to come around to my house sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I wonder if this is reflective and kind of indicative of, of the show creator. Almost looks um, a bit like a power play. Like mm. this is stuff is going on behind the scenes. It's almost like a recognition that it's wrong. I'm going to put this in the show and have some of you guys act it out and have this be a storyline. It's the old, to me, it views, it views someone who thinks they're untouchable. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely like, I guess, I guess we refer to them as like schwannisms and stuff, but there's the moment where Lucas is dreaming and he dreams that he proposes to, to Lindsay. And then all of a sudden Peyton is very like scantily clad, lying on the bed. Absolutely no need or reason for that. She could have just been there lying on the bed in her jeans and t-shirt, you know, which she's... She didn't even need to be on the bed. Yeah. Well, whatever, just in the room somewhere. But, you know, if she, if she was going to be on the bed, why did she need to be basically undressed? It's just, yeah. there's there's all these elements that, that sort of crop in and, yeah, I think. Well, that, that doesn't even really fit. Sorry, is that, what was that? No, no, was it? I finished. Oh, sorry, I, I I thought you'd stopped and then I, and I need more eggs. The, the, uh, <laughs> Get into <I> eggs! Think... <laughs> <laughs> the... I also don't think that would have even fitted right in Lucas's mind. Like, I don't think he sexualizes Peyton in that way. Like, the point is that their connection is deep-rooted and emotional and historical and all the rest of it. Like, I don't imagine he would be picturing her in her underwear, you know. Like, not to say that he doesn't find her attractive and sexy and all the rest of it. It just that doesn't seem that that wouldn't be how his mind works. And if, then, if anything, she should have appeared in like a clown costume or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Or like, because it would have been like, what the fuck was that about? You know, what was the what was the hidden meaning behind that? <laughs> Rather than throwing it in your face. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then to throw it back to Skills as well, I think it's all already been portrayed as in that Skills is giving this advice and making up lies about himself being like, you know, I spoke to my professor and then I just kissed her and, you know, on the mouth or whatever. And Mouse's like, no, you didn't. You didn't do that. And how often is it that people get revved up and given this stupid, like, bro advice from their friends, from people that haven't aren't in that situation never have been in that situation and never would even put themselves in that situation and it shows some of the immaturity and you know peer pressure type um naivety of mouth as a character but at the same time we are supposed to see some of that because they're in their early 20s i mean can't wait to get started on when they're having their dinner party like my parents would have now who are in the you know <laughs> it's my dad's 60th birthday next week i don't think he would even be sitting and having his wine like that like what what and we need to talk about the dynamics of nanny carrie so she lives there and has dinner with you every night and can swim in the pool whenever she wants. Are there boundaries or there rules? Like if I had a nanny that lived in this house, I would have to give them a rule for everything because what are you eating my picnic eggs out of the fridge? I count them. 
I want to know how many you've had. Are we jump? Are we jumping over there then? Are we? Are we finishing? Are you finishing now? Okay. Can I mean, I... I've got so much other stuff to say. I mean, as well. I mean, ha- just as a bullet point, just so I don't forget. I also have to talk about the fact that Peyton went into her old bedroom of a teenage girl that she doesn't know. And hey, guess what? The the shit's still engraved in the door. Well, look, okay, F and I have moved a couple of times. You know, this is the third property that we've bought. So I know about all of those legal proceedings of you've got to make sure all the walls are, you know, in a good standard when you leave. And, you know, if you've made any holes in the walls, you've got to, you know, it's all part of the contract that you're not leaving the house in like a garbage condition well the fact that she's great hand you know you would never buy a house with a door that's so defaced like that i imagine larry would have gone nuts he would have had to have replaced that and it's that sort of behavior why larry spends most of his life on a boat in the middle of the ocean because he's got a daughter that's causing him headaches like that it's not easy to get rid of a door as well he'd have to get a van it's not fitting in a conventional car He's not he's not gonna be able to sand that down and repaint it, Peyton. I I tell you, I'm back on to what season did we hate her at? Every season up till season four. Right, until she started <laughs> losing. I feel like parents season three and... we're still a bit okay on her. Well, not anymore. She's <laughs> she's back in the bad book. She's making me want to engrave things in a door of how much I hate her right now. <laughs> what? I think I, I, man. I, while I really we're like on this, this tangent, <laughs> what? Wait, but also, before we even address the absurdity that just came out of your mouth, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is almost as bad as the stuff I had to have lipstick stuff I've edited out of this podcast, so nobody <laughs> else would be hearing it because I've edited it out. But, uh, I mean, uh, I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. Wait, what are we saying? How much we hate Peyton? You were. You were. Oh, the the heat I'm getting on the Discord channel for the one time I had a lower rating than everybody else. I'm getting so much good heat and comments and messages. Don't start playing the victim here. It's fucking bullshit. Whenever I've given... I haven't had a chance to listen to it. What did what rating did you give it? I've generally been sat here seeing the messages, thinking, what did he do? I gave it a. Ellen, I give it a seven. Apparently. I gave. It... I gave it a seven and Ellen gave Mm -hmm. it a five. I gave it a five. Yeah. Well, if you haven't heard the last episode, I'm Ellen now. Um, (laughs) I have an alter ego. (laughs) I went in with a five, but yeah, I mean, that's not right. I'm finding season five a bit difficult. Alicia. I'm not going to lie. I'm finding it. It's stretching the realms of reality and i think Mm. that's the big tone shift that i'm feeling from season four i mean season four was starting to go off a little bit when we've got you know spice girl dance routines in the finale but i let it slide but in season five we're going off a little bit like it's becoming a bit do you know what i think it's becoming more is there was always privilege in this show, right? They always, we always had Nathan with his massive, you know, Dan Scott's massive house and driveway and the beach house and whatever. But it felt a little bit balanced because Lucas, 
that like they weren't like poor or anything but you know relative to like nathan it was a bit more you know there's a bit of variety there you know i don't think we ever got the impression that mouth was super wealthy or anything brooke yes but and Peyton, yes, I guess. I don't know. I guess it has been there. But in this season, it feels a lot more like everyone's rich. Everyone's rich and has a swimming pool here and clothing line here and this, that and the other. And it just feels a bit like un- a bit more unrelatable. Like when you're in season one, you can relate to Lucas is being is can't get on the team. He's trying to move in different circles. He's got this talent, but they're not letting him in. And he's got this brother that's a douchebag and this, that, and the other. It's a little bit more like, well, we can all identify to something within that. I'm finding it a little bit more harder to identify to a 21 year old that's already got a published book and he was also the the coach of a you know, a college basketball team while he was a student, while this, that, and the NBA and blah, blah, blah. And if I want to give it a five, I should be able to give it a five. How many um, failed proposals did you have at the age of 22? None. Just n- none? Zero? Yeah, thought so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Am I being harsh? No. <laughs> um, no, I... I think a five for that episode was harsh, but I think your comments about season five are valid. I think it's finding it's it's trying to find its footing, and it, it's say a season four was already beginning to lose. I feel like this show was always, for me, what I've always loved about the show is when it, there's a lot of heart in it, and it's the really kind of emotional moments. So I mean, as much as like the psycho directs are great and all, it's for instance in this episode, one of my favorite scenes is Brooke and her mum. And that, at the end, feels like a very human and normal element that I think many can relate to, wanting approval and not necessarily feeling like you're getting it. Obviously, this is to another extreme. And whereas I feel like with this season five, they're trying to set up this big world of all these life problems that they're all having. And I feel like they've forgotten that actually, you know what, just being 22 and not knowing who you are and trying to figure out what you want to do and get into break out into the career that you want, once you figure out what that even is then what you want may not end up even working out. That on its own is actually pretty dramatic. And I think mm. they could have lent more into those human elements rather than trying to build them up as these larger-than-life independent characters. And I think, to bring it back to why my girl Peyton is, is coming in strong in season five, is because I feel like she has those... Her storyline feels like the most grounded. She didn't work out in LA. She had this high school love that she thought was going to last until, like she said, Lucas got super insecure and lost his mind and ambushed her. Um, and then it hasn't worked out, but she still built it up in this month in her head. It's this huge thing. She comes back and thinks they can pick right off and get slapped in the face by reality. And I think that those to me are human things. She doesn't always handle it in the best way, but she's kind of going through it. She's trying to keep distance. Everyone keeps trying to push her into being best friends with Lindsay. And I think she's she's reacting to it, again, not perfectly, but none of us are perfect. And that's relatable, and that to me is enjoyable, and that to me is a fully fleshed character outside of all the kind of bluster and, and BS that's that's going on elsewhere. I think something wow. I've perfectly said as well, like brilliant yeah. analysis of, of Peyton, and I, 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 
I actually think I, I really agree with you. I think her storyline shows struggle. It shows difficulty. It shows initiative to, to take things on for herself and to try and push to that next level um, in her own kind of world and, and, and make, you, you know, make something of herself within her own sort of business. And she, we're, we're seeing the struggles and the difficulties there. I guess kind of reflective of what Simon was saying and, and what we've said kind of over the last few episodes is that these sort of things don't happen in life real, realistically. You know, you do some shit jobs, you find what you want to do and, and so on and so forth. We've, we've talked that to death. But Simon, if we framed it this way, if we picked one of them to be successful, let's say Brooke was the most successful. She had the clothing line. She was working towards the magazine, et cetera, et cetera, because Victoria is the way she is and is pushing her to that level. She knows that her daughter has got a talent. She's kind of exploited that talent into creating this massive business that, you know, has potential to be like a national, you know, brand that could then, you know, one day become global. Who knows? So let's take Brooke as the only successful one. Lucas isn't published, but he's working towards being published. Um, Peyton is, is the same. Um, Nathan doesn't get into the NBA, doesn't have the big house, doesn't have the pool, doesn't have the nanny. What's her face? Haley has to actually go to fucking work uh, and be a teacher. If mm-hmm. if that is all happening, but within this season, we're seeing that progression and that growth and Lucas is working towards becoming a published author and Mouth is working mm-hmm. towards becoming a, a TV journalist or presenter or whatever. And Skills is a coach and um, Haley's working to, towards becoming a, a music producer as well as being a great teacher. Nathan is pushing to become... Uh, a coach as well and plus whatever else he's going to end up doing if we saw that progression within this season would that sit better with you now would that feel like a more comfortable season to watch over than over the fact that these people already rich privileged in in these kind of positions already definitely yeah because that would be more realistic and more interesting to um alicia's point of Peyton's storyline is interesting because she's got struggles and hurdles to go through which we all go through particularly in our 20s uh it would just be more interesting yeah and and i mean that poor cow wouldn't... she's had more hurdles than fucking anyone to be fair <laughs> she has <laughs> she has if anyone deserves the success it should be peyton as the one that's got the success that would be more interesting like to see brooke struggling and mm. maybe or to like, because they could have even they could even do two time jumps, right? Like it could be. And I'm not saying that they don't, Dom, because I'm not I'm not saying nothing. But <laughs> it could be season five and six. We're watching them struggle, and then jump another five years and take us to twenty, like the late twenties, and then yeah. let's see what's going on. Like you've broken that point now, and I, I think that just going to the extreme makes it feel like a completely different show. When if you think about episodes in season one, and I often do that because when I'm like posting the reminder emails on Patreon to say, you know, we've got to watch along, blah, blah, blah. I always put in like a One Tree Hill GIF and I just put in One Tree Hill GIF into Google and then a load of them come up from season one. It's like, oh, yeah, look, it's <laughs> like that is a completely different show. That's like a drama. Mm. Well, I think what we're moving into here feels a bit more like a soap opera at times. Like it still has the heart in it and the other things but we're getting like uh story beats like jamie having nightmares about <laughs> grandpa dan being there and then when grandpa dan is there or uh paul 
friend of the show. Dare I say friend in real life? But the <laughs> the you you zoom with him every week, Dom. Every it, he's not even. It's not usual time. Really cracked me up when you said that. He, he's not even in scary makeup. Like he's in. I mean, maybe that's to a kid's perspective. And then you've got like Haley dreaming about Nathan. You know, with lip biting hussy in the in, in the bed or whatever. <laughs> like it's it's all. It just feels so foreign from what we know. Like, and I often bring it back to. That time where Be- uh, Bevin is daydreaming about skills at the water fountain in the sort of boy draft episode. That was kind of as far as it went in terms of being a little bit outside the box or when Hades having that dream about making the free throw. But they're, they're still in the realms of reality because you see them, you see Bevin sort of kick out of her daydream and be like, oh, you know, it's all just like. It's not like this, where it's like we're now changing this to be like a family show rather than it being like a, a teen drama. I don't know. I'm, again, I love the show. I'm not being cri- I'm not trying to be overly critical of it. Like it's, it was a life changing show for me. But watching it this time and I'm 35, you know, and we have struggled through our 20s, you know, and <laughs> like you said, there was no. Jury defence. You're bang on. I think I think you're right, and I don't think it's overly critical. I think at times the show deserves to be critiqued. It doesn't mean it's not a good show. There are still excellent moments, like Brooke and her mum, and even like the Lucas and Peyton fight. Like those moments are still there, but they're becoming fewer and far between. And and I wrote in my notes that there's a lot more kind of gimmicky stuff. Jamie's dreams, despise Jamie, but yeah, Jamie's dreams. Um, <laughs> What I'd really like, what I'd really like to do is is just release the little bit of video where Simon was, you know, going through his kind of like bit of monologue there, and he mentioned Jamie. Your face just dropped. It was just immediate <laughs> eye rolls, a head shake, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we need to go back to that because that's <laughs> honestly, I love kids and I despise that child. Excellent. Obviously, the actor, great, he's doing a good job. Like, you know, getting paid, whatever, but." This Jamie character, I honestly, why does he keep taking up so much time? I don't need to see him playing Guitar Hero. I don't care. <laughs> I I don't need to see him playing Guitar Hero at all. Ever. 100%. I know, I've I've never played Guitar Hero. I I've seen people play it. It's not my kind of thing. It's not my kind of game. I've, games aren't really my thing at all. I like Mario Kart. If we're doing games, just give me Mario Kart and we'll just call it a day. But I just I don't. Why am I watching this? I'm I'm trying to watch. I want basketball. I want heart. I want struggle. I want something that I can relate to. I can't relate to a six-year-old playing Guitar Hero. I don't give a fucking shit. Dom, do you care? I do not care, and he would not be that good at it either. So that's, that seems to be your biggest problem. I'm really upset <laughs> the fact that he got like full marks and he wasn't even pressing the buttons. Just ridiculous. But it, he should go to jail. It's, he should. He should keep tidy room, or you will. Um, it's just. It seems like we're going to put in pointless scenes for him to have a relationship with skills that is like a, like a like a friend or like a fun uncle or something like that, and we have to put these moments in 
for then there to be like questions asked, you know, and skills being honest with him and so on and so forth. But it doesn't need to happen that way. It can be like, okay, skills is going to look after you for the day. Okay. Right. What do you want to do? Okay. Let's watch a film or let's, I'm going to take you out to the park. Let's go to the river court. Let's do, you know, there's all these just normal things that they could be doing. I, I don't think skills would be like, okay, four year old boy, let's play guitar hero together. And cause I know you're going to smash it. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense with, real life the whole point of these programs is although that there's moments of like yeah okay outside the box we've had the dreams or we've had the daydreams and so on and so forth and we had the whole topsy-turvy episode but that's because you know someone was basically in a coma um the whole point is is there's 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 an element of there's the like it's reality there's nothing like strange about this show but that is a reality and you know you're not going to go and sit and play guitar hero with a four-year-old it makes no fucking sense so why have it in i reckon we should rewrite season five as we would as we we would should do like a ha- how we would have re- how we would have written it yeah you could be involved in it because with because for scrap this season five and we could we should do that we should actually do that uh, and can you know skills it, he needs storylines because we love him and we want to see more of him I maybe don't. develop more than one as a character now i think he's pointless utterly pointless okay Okay, but wait but wait but what they could have done is give us more than one basketball player on the team that's a character give us a couple of people that we can be working with and show skills being a coach like having some kids that are going off the rails or you know being like how nathan was and tim and whatever in season one they've stole a school bus and this any other like help let him be like a positive role model and figure or show him helping coaching doing whatever i help see him struggling at school he's not very good at you know he's a coach but he also has to teach some classes or something and he has to adapt and develop and all the things that we all go through in those transitional periods you know or, yeah. or with some kind of counsellor. I, I I didn't think I was going to make it to college. I didn't think I was going to be lucky enough to have a scholarship to go. I thought that this was going to be my life and working in a you know steel plant or factory or whatever with my dad. So I was all prepared for that. And then I got the surprising news that I was going to go to college. And you know what, kids? This could change your life. If you really apply yourselves to your, your, you know, your lessons and to doing this and achieving this, and if we win a championship, you could get a scholarship too and you could do something great with your lives. But no, he's just a, essentially a caricature. And you can totally understand, like, I know we, we've talked about his lines and he basically just made up his own script, but it does just feel like he's a bit of a caricature. And I think the character is completely pointless. I would actually completely write him out at the moment. I mean, up to, I'm only up to season season six. I'm only up to episode six of this season, obviously. But I would have ditched skills in season four and not progressed with him if this was going to be his path. I would have just left him there. Well, they're kind of using him and Jamie as comic relief in this episode, anyway, aren't they? It's kind of like with skills being like, "Well, I don't, I don't want to lie to him." Okay, fine. So it's like you know, if you don't clean up your room, you go into prison. You know that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it, but this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't your aunt matters. That's what got me here. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. But also, but but like Alicia said, so just to come back to you, Alicia, as well, is that Victoria is the comic relief really you know the way she goes and treats Haley, the way she talks to peyton although it's really horrible and quite intense it's actually quite funny and and is actually i think supposed to break up the 
the whole little band of whatever. And it makes Peyton funnier by saying, I'm going to, you know, put my fist for her face and that kind of thing. And you think, okay, it's serious, but actually, you know, you can, you can, uh, as the viewer, you can see the funny side. The, the Jamie and skills stuff is just like nonsense method to move a stupid storyline along. You know, we need to discuss more Dan because Dan's going to get out of jail soon. Prison, sorry. <laughs> it's the, it's, the, it's the only reason. It's, can be, it's got to be the only fucking reason. I can't, there's no reason for him to, to be talking about Dan because it, it hasn't been mentioned in any other episode for him other than obviously, you know, we know Nathan went to go and see him. But other than that, it wasn't really brought up. So the only the only reason that we're we're bringing up Dan and Jamie is having bad dreams about him is because Dan's going to get out, he's going to appear, and Jamie's going to go ah and go run and hide in his closet. Well, okay. <laughs> On that note, wait, Alicia, we need to get we need to get your judgments because we need to take it into the end. Sorry. Um, so who who no, is I your favourite? I just couldn't respond. <laughs> oh, you can respond. Go. No, as in I don't, I don't like. It's a prediction. I'm just gonna let you enjoy your right. predictions, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right, right, right. Got you, got you, got you. Well, who who's your favourite performer of the episode, Alicia? And apologies if we didn't get to speak about all of them. No, no, uh, it's all good. So I was because I watched it just before I came on, and I was gonna pick Brooke because I've seen Victoria. But then the fight with Lucas and Peyton, and I thought Harry Burton did a really, really good job. I think throughout the episode, she's been consistent. From the frustration with Lindsay to just the general stress of her position in life and with Mia disappearing. Um, and I thought in that fight with Lucas, it felt like she's kind of constantly tried. She's tried to keep a distance and Lucas has kept trying to invade her space. And I'm like, let the woman move on. But I think Hilary Burton played it really well of the kind of, you know what, fine, you want to get into this? Let's get into this. I'll throw some books at you. Like, I'm going to let this all go. And the bit that I loved the most when he started responding and she kind of, the way she handled kind of the looking, just like, like, like looking down, being like, okay, this was this guy BS, this guy's talking. It was the reactions that I liked from her performance, and then the kind of ex, like inhale at the end, or after she'd just finished shouting for ages, being like, I've got to catch my breath. I thought all those things, just those little moments, the little looks, I think she did just a really good job throughout the episode, and culminated in a really strong ending. So, nice. great performance to her. And I did try to add in stuff, but we didn't mention what I did. <laughs> I know, it's good. I just have to say, with her going off about Mia's missing, she was almost, she was like worried about her, like Joyce is worried about Will missing in the first season of Stranger <laughs> Things. Like, it was way too extra. She's not missing off of the planet. She's just gone off for a little bit. Like, she is safe. She hasn't been kidnapped or snatched up. But no, bear this in mind. Peyton doesn't left her job in LA. She is homeless and living with Brooke. She is basically broke and getting an office for free. This is her lifeline to... Like, she has no idea where her life is going. And now she has this one thing. She had a band, took a risk on this one individual, sacked off Kevin Federline, and now has this one person who she needs to be dependable, and they're not. And then... Everything culminates in that when that one person disappears, it's like I've taken so many risks and it's coming down to you. And it might be fair to pin that on Mia, but that stress I think is is, is understandable and justified. I mean the thing I I mean I hear you, but I guess I also hear that 
there's some framing going on on perspective here because Peyton moved from LA back home and then managed moved in with her very very rich friend in a very very nice luxurious house and then was given studio space by her other rich friend that was also you know at no cost to her at all and then emotional cost you know emotional cost well you gotta pay something in life (laughs) 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 can't get it all for free but i think she's i think she's doing all right i don't think she actually wasn't in a gutter you know like victoria was saying she was i think she's i understand i understand we all have she's okay but she doesn't want to be dependent on others she wants to she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't want a handout but she doesn't mind taking it no you do you gotta do (laughs) (laughs) like no one gets anywhere alone i mean brooke took peyton's art and turned it into a huge fashion label so it's true it's kind of paying her dues okay that's fair that's fair brooke had drawing for free again today so really well, she's paying her rent. That's exactly, her rent. Right exactly. There. It seems like a fair exchange, to be fair. If uh, her clothing line has got massive on the back of someone else's artwork and designs, I think fair enough. Give her some studio space <laughs> and, a, and a place to live. <laughs> um, and she smells, so that's horrible. <laughs> I know, now Brooke lives with a smelly person. Like that's why it's a whole. So many candles, Airwick plugins. There's. In a sense, constant. Just the whole shebang, the whole like, you stink. So I need to de 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 smell the house. House. Yes, get the old house down. Being like, maybe I can get her to shower if I'm nearby. <laughs> Be like, oh, just just gonna just have a shower. Maybe you should go next. <laughs> little things. Just gonna water the flowers outside. Want me to hose you down? <laughs> <laughs> get some of that muck off. <laughs> Hey, well, what about your favourite character? Uh, Victoria. Nice. Um, she is just... It's almost like my love of Victoria and Dan. Well, no, Dan is still up there. But it's the same reason to really enjoy them. Vicious, no remorse, just breaking people left, right and centre for fun um, and doing a cracking job at it. Um, and, I th- yeah, I think she brought the comic relief. And she is she's a, a villain... She's a worthy villain, and I really, really enjoy her character. Nice. Background performer, what, Dom? One line, or less. Uh, oh, Dad, you forgot about something. Uh, I guess say one of the people in the club, and <laughs> just one of the people in the club. <laughs> Wait, did the person who asked for an autograph say more than one line? Isn't well, if not her, someone bar? else in the club. Oh no! There was there was a, a girl. girl that yeah, but, she, yeah, yeah. She didn't say more than one line. Okay. Even if it was yeah, split, it was a small line. And speaking of line, which is your favourite? Um. Okay, so I think. Okay, I've got, I've got a couple to mention. There's Mia talking about music when she says why she's playing music, and I actually thought that was really cheesy. But I also really love music and it re- I'm kind of like, I don't like this in the show, but as a kind of setting for how music can affect people and I feel like music can change my mood just like that. I've always got my headphones in. And so as that sentiment, I really loved. Um, also, 
when a man asks you to marry him, you don't say no and call him insecure. I enjoyed that. But number one goes to, it's like she's playing a private concert for Satan's wife. Yeah, nice. Which was that Lindsay who said that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Lindsay. That's why she was in my band. <laughs> who, and I will say, love Lindsay. Really love Lindsay. I think you kind of, and I, that's completely changed from when I was younger and watching it because I was like a diehard Leighton fan and it was like, who is this random coming in? But I think as I've watched it as I got older, I think she's a really kind of lovely and reasonable person who's been thrown into this shitty situation and is handling it the best that she can. Um, and I think you, I root for her in a way that I don't root for Lucas because he's a bellend, but I root for her. <laughs> and I, I think she's done, the actress has done a really, really good job with her role. I, I think the correct ship name for Leighton is actually Pucus. So... <laughs> If we can stick to that, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Alicia, if you're going to okay. be on the platform, you need to be using the correct vernacular. So that's that's fair. I, I agree okay, with you. Bye, I think guys. she's. <laughs> I think she's really secure in herself, and yeah, very understanding and mature. And yeah, I I agree. She had a really great moment with the pain's a bitch, and that, I mean there was continuous that was the overlapping of this person's a bitch and this person's a bitch and this person's a bitch but i think Lindsay holds herself so well and she's so put together and then she only really releases that to lucas whereas the rest of them are so emotional and just blurt anything out to anyone at any time so uh, i think yeah totally agree she's she's got her shit together has Lindsay. and that but that's how and that's how i am you won't catch me i i won't chat shit about people but to Ethany. <laughs> I'll let it fly <laughs> about everyone I've, because I can. I've I got some voice talk... notes from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's different. Your family. It's the. It's the. But I, I consider talking to Ethany to, as talking to myself. Like uh, I've told her this before. I just consider it the same. Cause there's nothing that I wouldn't say to her that I would say that I wouldn't say internally. Like whether that's a good or a bad thing, but. um yeah, so I, I get that. I like that she does that. Uh, Alicia, what's your favourite song of the episode? Um, it was... Sorry, I'm just going through. Uh, it was the Griffin House. It's called Best Than Love. Well, I think the recurring line was, you will always be my girl. And it's when Brooke has the dream about Victoria being a you know a nice person. And my heart broke for her in that scene. And I thought the music behind it, you'll always be my girl. It's kind of like, oh, she's still just a... A little kid who wants attention from her mum. Hmm. Um, I actually had a question for you, Dom. I don't know if we can get to it, but you can answer it after I go. Did you think that was real initially, or what? Did you? When did you know it was fake? Uh, during the watch along, uh, as soon as Brooke woke up, it's kind of like when I ticked. But I, I said out in the watch along. This she's not going to get the same response. She, the same action will happen, but we won't get the same response. And I was kind of right there. So yeah, good question. Do you know why he liked that question? Because he got to he got to show off his smugness for a moment. He got to be like, <laughs> "Hey, I said something, and he was right. I made a prediction, and it came true." <laughs> and if you would like to see me be right in the watch-alongs, go to Ravens. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Uh, and then last but not least, 
is the precious, say it what? Precious. Rating. Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or did it stay the same? Decreased. <gasps> oh, shit. People are going to start hating everyone except me <laughs> because I used to come up with the low numbers and I used to change my number, but not anymore. It's all your fault. Go. <laughs> okay. After three, Alicia, just you, just you, and then we'll take that into the final rating battle. One, two, three seven which still wasn't too bad it's not bad so you was at an eight so what made you change from an eight to a seven because um when i said i watched this episode right before i mean i got home from work at eight and watched the episode and finished about a minute before jumping on so i was fresh off that i think the last 10 minutes were really good because it that was the confrontation with Peyton. that was the brick stuff that was that you know nathan losing his mind with nanny carrie at the end i thought like that was the the bulk, the good element of the episode as it ended, and things that it was leading towards. And it was, there were tense moments, things that can carry on to the next episode. A lot of heart in, in that. And those were the, I feel like when I thought of this episode, I thought of those moments. And I was watching the first half of it, thinking like, why why did I pick this episode? Like, what's, like, what's wrong with me? This is so many gimmicks. But in those past 10 minutes, I was like, this is excellent. This is worth it. It feels like this, the eggs that have been laid through the first five episodes are beginning to kind of show fruit. Eggs and fruit. I don't know how that ended up, but <laughs> y- y- you know what I'm getting at. I feel like we're beginning to see some results from the world building that's been happening. So I, I came off on a high on eight. And then I think through the course of this discussion, realised that the rest of the episode didn't really tally up to what I think were two truly excellent scenes. So I start I'm going with seven. Because I feel like I'll go down to a seven. I could go down to a six. Because the rest of the episode was trash. But Ooh. I'll go with seven. So you're at a seven, but you could go either would You I could go, go either six. Way. Would you go, you go either way. way or an eight? Okay. Would I, I wouldn't, sorry, I wouldn't go eight. I wouldn't you go eight. I wouldn't okay. go eight. You wouldn't go eight. Would you go five? No. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't go five. Okay, six or seven. Six or seven, seven, but maybe a six, not an eight. Well, we will see, you will see when it comes out. Lisa, you need to listen back because your uh, critique and analysis is amazing, beyond. It makes me want to hang the microphone up right now, engrave something in a door and then put my head through it because <laughs> I have been outdone <laughs> on my own platform, you know? It's terrible for me, but great. You you do a great job. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, supporting us. And uh, yeah, we forever appreciate you. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to come on. You guys have great chat and I really enjoy the podcast. So I'm happy to be here. I won't listen back to, to me because no, no one needs to hear this. Sorry, everyone who's listening to this. Um, but no, I'll, I'll tune in at the hour mark so I can hear who's on next. <laughs> Well, everyone else that is listening, uh, listen to Alicia and tell Alicia how brilliant she is because you have been brilliant. You've been great as always. Uh, we love having you on. And yeah, I can't wait to have you on in season six and for you not to listen to it then as well. <laughs> <laughs> I 
listen to the rest of the podcast. I'm very careful. <laughs> Just your own ones. It's been good. Well, have a good night. Are you, are you coming back for the watch along? I am. And I feel like I've, it's happened multiple times where like I've, I put it on because it's late. I'll like lie down and fall asleep. This time I'm going to stay up. I'm so I'm so Let's jealous go. that you can do that. <laughs> Except I wake up in a panic being like, I, I never exited. <laughs> where I've am just, I? I've just been rude. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, All good. Right, well, thank you. We'll see, see you in a bit. Bye. Bye. Take care, bye. Well, Dom, back to two. Let's talk about Q. Oh, I I still hate him. I mean, he turned up at his teacher's house. Could you ever imagine doing that? He turned up at school on a Saturday. Why did they have to stage that as a Saturday? That I don't understand that. Why couldn't they just make that a school day? There's so much of this episode that doesn't make sense, including No, but this. seriously. No, but seriously, why? Because why make the point of saying it's a weekend? Yeah, why the fuck did he go in? Unless, unless they're doing extra coaching sessions, like or training sessions, sorry, for basketball, and that's why he's been called in, but initially he's been called into the office... Okay, I can understand it. If the rest of the basketball team are behind it and they're like, yeah, do you know what? We need to practice, so we're going to come in on Saturdays and practice if Lucas is, you know, putting that together as his training plan for, you know, games and championships and whatever that's coming up, then fine. But that wasn't ever hinted at or, you know, framed, like you said, or, you know, even thought of. So it was just two teachers hanging around at the school inviting a student to come around on a Saturday for no reason but to give him a book and i mean he is kind of all brash and you know cocky etc he's a dick okay okay and then but then he comes round, and you know he turns up and's like yeah okay you know i'll do it and i I quite i did quite like the speech that nathan gave him at the river court you know you want to join my team my team is regret mistakes uh what could have been you know like I, I thought that was quite good you know they ended it with you know if you don't want to read the book then you know welcome to the team mm. it's a it's a big old fucking book as well have you ever have you ever seen les miserables oh god no <laughs> it's really good like I'm, i no, don't... i did actually i didn't mean that i thought you were <laughs> you were asking me have i ever read no, no, have you, have you ever seen it? I haven't I haven't seen it, no, but I would. I really enjoy theatre. So, I, in fact, oh, it doesn't mean nothing to you, does it? Well, you know what we're going to see? Not this bit. You know, F and I are going to see, I've forgotten what it's called, but we're going to see Dave, David Harbour in the West End mm-hmm. because it's him and, uh, and Bill Pullman. F just got his tickets today for another show that's in, it's in like October. It's got... Um, Susan Kalichi Watson in, which you you might recognise her, but she's one of the leads in This Is Us, which is like our, one of our favourite characters. And it's got Helen Hunt in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun. Sorry, I just got excited about that. That's completely <laughs> off topic. No, but I assume you have seen it and read it, I'm guessing, then, as a drama student. So I, I've seen, I went to see it um, quite a few years ago now, and it's it was fantastic. Um, and um in the west end yeah 
But what I will say is, is the book, I tried to read the book. It's so fucking long. It's so long. And there's, there's certain things that, that happen within the book. So character gets, um, like, like starts off in like prison and stuff like that. He's basically a slave, but breaks out, ends up at a, like a bishop's house. Prison break. Yeah. Prison break. Ends up at a bishop's house, steals from the bishop, but is kind of let off. Um, and just all these things kind of happen throughout the the story. Right. But that all takes place like really early on when you see the musical and the show, when I read the book, I didn't get anywhere near the Bishop's house and I was a hundred pages in. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Is like, it like, just, so, cause I haven't seen it. I have no idea But like F and I saw Hamlet earlier on in the year, maybe, or late last year. And I struggled, I struggled with it. Was it Hamlet? Yeah, it was Hamlet. I struggled with it because of the language, like the Shakespearean language. And it's just like, ah, oh, just speak normally. <laughs> they're speaking normally for the time it was written. Yeah, it's not that time now. Like, I, I it just... <laughs> Don't go and see Shakespeare then. It had Kiss Jumbo in it, who we love from the good fight. This is the problem. I'm just drawn into these Hollywood stars. It was good, and she did a great performance. I can't. I understood what was going on because of the actions. <laughs> it had the guy in from The Wire, not not The Wire. Um, what's the British thing? Body the bodyguard. Massive. No, the other one. Oh, I've forgotten what it's called. The amazing, the, the police show with... Line of Duty. Yes. Scottish guy? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Martin, Kemp. Martin Kemp, Kempston, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are back with uh, a legend. <laughs> can i say that dom am i overusing the term i feel like people well, I mean, is cheap if you call it. everyone a legend it's kind of... i'm definitely well, not a legend <laughs> all of our you're ravens a legend are a legend how dare you say you... such a thing there humble enough to know <laughs> well we are here to remove your humbleness <laughs> and replace it with a chris keller like arrogance because that's how you should feel about yourself that's how right. we feel about you Mia, you're back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, a little busy. I'm in the process of moving. I'm, I'm kind of living at two places at once because for my new place, the lease starts August 1st, but my lease for the place I'm, I was at before, which is where I am now, it ends September 1st. So I'm kind of like going back and forth a lot, hence the little bit of lateness today. But other than that, um, things are pretty good. Um, out of school for the next three weeks, and then I go back. Um, so just trying to enjoy the summer a little bit more. And uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, this is the perfect moment where I get to talk for Simon as well. So we're we're both doing all right. We're okay, and it's yeah, we're great to have you here, and appreciate that you've got so much going on. I have to say, Mia was like super organized and got in touch with me and was like, "When am I on?" <laughs> oh my god! I and it happened so fast too. I feel like I was just on for season four, but like 
ever since I started grad school, like, I've, like things just happen so fast. Like I, I just can't keep track of things the way I used to, like, I used to be so on top of things and now it's just like blink of an eye, things just fly by. And so, yeah, so I was like, oh crap, I gotta reach out to them. <laughs> I didn't even know if I had like scheduled something already too. So I was like, am I like, should I have this in my calendar somewhere? Um, so yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's all good. No, we're, we're glad you're here. And we're glad that you, you had time to move stuff around just so that you could join us because it's, we, we love having our Ravens on and time is right. You're a legend. So we're glad you're here. Thank you. Mm. Can I ask grad school, what does grad school mean? Does that mean like school, like post-college education? Yeah, so I'm getting my master's degree. Um, so grad school, typically when people say that, at least in the United States, I don't know if it's different um, in other countries, but it refers to master's or um, doctorate programs. I'm getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Um, so about to enter my second year, which is my last year, um, and I'll be done in May. And then I'll be maybe not done for good. I might get my doctorate maybe, you know, down the road. Um, but I definitely want to be, um, kind of a practicing therapist for a little bit before I do that. Um, I'm kind of just done with academia for a little bit. Um, it's too expensive and it's not really, uh, with COVID and everything, I'd just rather be working, um, and not spending a bunch of money to be doing classes online. So, um, right yeah so yeah that's what mine looks like Fair days. cool that helps well we, we sometimes get this uh cultural differences with the mm -hmm. education system like it kind of differs a little bit from here but uh mm -hmm. yeah that that's helpful thank you yeah what well, I was just gonna say I don't want to put you under any pressure at all Mia but if we you know could say we have a raven that's a doctor at some point because I don't think we have one at the moment. That would be great. So we say we'd introduce yeah. <laughs> you as as doctor, and then your surname rather than your first name. I won't say oh. your surname out in case you don't want me to share it. But we'd introduce you as doctor. You know, Ooh, you know so, that's an incentive for me. <laughs> there you go. If I could push you into that early, so we could say it. <laughs> I, oh my god, I really wanted to. So at my current my current program, they have the option to keep going and get your doctorate um, in four years after like your master's instead of doing five years but I I just can't, I cannot do it I I just need to work <laughs> I need to like help people right now because <laughs> I just I need to use my skills I don't want to keep doing you know free internships and working for free and taking out all these loans um but now but like I do like it sounds silly, but just being called doctor, <laughs> like, is a huge incentive to, to do something like that. I know that's such a, like, egotistical thing to say, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think one day it'll happen. Um, probably, you know, maybe once I'm a little bit more settled in life, but um, yeah, for now, I think I'm just kind of itching to, Stick to get legend. out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with legend. That's what I'm going to put down on my um, <laughs> on my uh, informed consents that I have my clients sign off on. <laughs> Perfect. My my mom actually got her PhD maybe about 10 about 10 years ago and um, uh, but she did did it all 
part time, like while working yeah. full time. But right, we have something here that's called the well, we don't anymore. It used to be called the eleven plus, which is like when our parents were younger mm. it would determine there'd be this test you'd do when you're 11 it determine what kind of school you'd go to mm-hmm. and my mum didn't do very well on her 11 plus right and so that stuck with her um and you know you've got that like fight or flight sort yep. of response to things well now she has three bachelor degrees two masters and a phd so oh my, <laughs> my goodness oh what could would you mind if I ask what her degrees are? Uh, she's got one in she's got one in sociology, one in psychology, and then she's got a full BA in uh, teaching as well. And then she's got a master's in psychology, a master's in sociology, <laughs> and then a doc, and then a PhD uh, in sociology as well. And her, her like um, wow. PhD, I forget what you call it, like thesis thing or whatever it's literally a book it's like a hundred thousand words or whatever it's like massive yeah. and she uses it as a doorstop now <laughs> but that's it's, when you uh, know <laughs> yeah that's but awesome. it's crazy how people can react to things you know like mm. to some people were defeated by things and other people it ignites like a, a fire in them isn't it and it's all right. such i i don't know what to use a phrase i don't know what degree it was but i remember going to one of your mum's um graduations yeah i think i remember that too when we were, we were younger. just clapping the whole time we clapped just... for so long and we we should have just clapped for your mom but we clapped for everyone yeah, <laughs> yeah. well yeah That's well she amazing. did all of them while while working um yeah. and but yeah it's um but it's all such as dom would probably say this is like a dom phrase it's all bollocks really like <laughs> not the degrees not the degrees the like testing you know because you can do a test and you just don't feel good that day or you just haven't retained that mm-hmm. particular bit of information that like that's not a way to test somebody's ability you know and we all learn in in different ways it's um right anyway we could go on about this oh forever. yeah can I we can, talk, can we yeah we'll we have talk, an own we talk, podcast about it <laughs> yeah can we talk about your namesake so in the show mia <laughs> I just want to start it off by saying I don't know how Vera really I, I started saying it last week, but now we're getting more of her. I think I can just be a little bit more open about my feelings in that I fucking hate her. She I really hate pisses her. me off. <laughs> when they were like she's gone missing, I was like, Great, leave her there. <laughs> like let her go. Get K fed back. How do you how do you feel, Dom? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not impressed by Mia at I, all. I I, I feel like I feel the way about her that a lot of people feel about Peyton. Um, and it's just, I don't know. Like, I don't even, I don't like that her name is Mia. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it makes me annoyed with myself. <laughs> like, like, I you, don't... Didn't, you didn't choose your name, so it's okay. You can just remember that. <laughs> and it's not like, she doesn't do anything that's particularly, like, wrong or annoying I think it's just the way that she talks or maybe the like I don't even know if it's the acting but her mannerisms bother me I don't know what it is in particular but I really don't like her (laughs) and I'm sure I can talk more about it as the show goes on but yeah well Dom why do you hate her I I don't I don't hate her I just think she's a bit ineffectual 
isn't she? I mean, she was supposed to go and sing and she was a bit nervous because she didn't want to sing in front of Victoria, who was being a horrendous bitch. But that's that's fine. I, I can appreciate that. But exactly like you said, Simon, like she's disappeared. She'll reappear when she wants to. She's one of those, she's not like she's vanished forever. She'll just, and she did exactly that. She reappeared at, at Trick and Peyton saw her and she was like, okay, let's go into the office and talk. She didn't have to go, oh, I've got to go and find Mia and spend the whole day trying to look for her because it was just a waste of time. If anything, <laughs> she's just like exactly like she did. She's just going to reappear and you can start, you know, making music again. And Peyton kind of have to, having to talk her off a ledge as well at one point. It's just like, is this necessary? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So I, I, I just think Mia's a bit, she's a bit bland. We need to get this record done. We need to send her off on a merry way on a tour that she's going to be doing and we'll never see her again. I can only hope. Well, <laughs> Mia, Nanny Carrie is uh, helping Nathan put his jeans on. She's telling him that she's getting turned on in the pool. Uh, I mean, he also, I mean, He's overstepping the line himself oh. even before that by like picking her up and throwing her around in the pool and being oh too familiar. How far do you push the blame to, you know, Nathan and her? Like how much does he have to, um, you know, fess up to here? Well, I think Nathan's issue is that he is not shutting it down. Um I think and Haley's starting to pick up on it a little bit too when they were having the dinner and she's like she's eating her dinner and I, what does Carrie say she's like oh he's doing excellent with his rehab and Haley's like excuse me what did you just say <laughs> but um I think Nathan's entertained by it and I think that's kind of a gateway to you know the next step which is engaging in it um so I think that's where he's in the wrong he hasn't technically cheated but um and obviously nanny Carrie is the instigator here and she's pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and he's just not setting any boundaries with her which is pretty problematic um but yeah it's very uh really cringy to watch what's going down with them and Dom, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the same question, but I want to pose an additional question to you. If Nanny Kerry, right, <laughs> looked like, I'm not even going to say anyone because I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to give any horrible examples. Let's just say Nanny Kerry was ugly. She looked like the bottom of a foot, <laughs> a foot of someone that's worked a hard life, barefoot, you know, like just ugly, fugly. Would Nathan be entertaining throwing her around in the pool and all the rest of it? No. Or would he have already shut it down? No, he wouldn't be at all. Uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't even be a conversation, would it? it? It wouldn't even be a thought. It's because it's just the way it's framed and put together. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, he's like a horny teenager, isn't he? But like permanently. <laughs> <laughs> and well, how much blame do you put on him? For not shutting it down. I think it's uh, like 70-30. It's like 70% his fault, 30% hers. Mm. Mm. I also wonder if it's like, you know, he's probably been in that wheelchair for so long. He hasn't had any intimacy in a while. And he's like, 
not gonna lie this feels pretty good right now like I need some of this attention I'm not getting it from my wife she's out doing all these different jobs and ignoring my child and me so <laughs> you know maybe this is you know what's gonna happen yeah um, well I thought along those lines that. as well is is he just a bit you know deprived shall we say from um contact with his wife um because of everything that's been going on they haven't had that closeness it does seem like when he's looking for like clowns or whatever in the room that it's a, it's a nice moment and there's potential for more to happen beyond that but it it's just it's just all a bit awkward and strange and i knew she was a weirdo i knew she'd come in and start some shit i knew she was like she had other intentions when she's like appeared and it seems to be happening. So, I mean, Nathan is part of that problem, but she's very much the instigator. She's pushing him that way. She's kind of fight working out what her limit is with Haley. Um, and I think we've got yeah. to it. Like when Jamie reappears and he's like, Oh, I'll take him up. She's like, no, I'll do it. And there's already the, you know, is Nanny Carrie going to replace Haley and Haley's already in that frame of mind. Am I being replaced here? Am I being pushed out? Mm. And I guess that it seems like that's her intention at the moment is she's, she's, you know, getting Jamie on side and she's definitely working on getting Nathan on side. I have a question for you guys about um, Haley, like out of the context of what we saw about Nathan throwing her around in the pool, um, Haley asking her not to wear a bikini in the pool, like if she was going swimming with Jamie. Like, do we think that is a little bit overbearing and kind of not inappropriate? But I feel like every time she says that, I'm like, ah, I don't know. That seems a little much, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can give a an answer to right she's in a, this is her profession right this is what she does for a living when i used to work as a teacher and uh we were working with with adults why is this funny dom i just imagine you're about to say i often turned up in a bikini <laughs> <laughs> i was often asked to stop wearing a bikini at the pool, but, but i wouldn't uh no it was the the women like the female staff and female teachers would have to wear a uh like a one piece mm. that's the right phrase right like a you know one, one piece uh, yeah 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 um but i guess it's because we're working with you know young men and women uh that you know weren't necessarily uh don't even know what the right way of you know processing they're they're going through adolescence and going through these mm. things and uh it, it was to ensure that that they weren't becoming aroused and they these things uh god oh god it's, it's like, tricky. One my, it's tricky well i just i just remembering a, uh, <laughs> a very quick side story on my third yes. on my second week second week ever oh, right as a and I started at the at the bottom of the in the the college I worked in as like a teaching assistant and, and sort of worked my way up over over the years and on my second week we were in the pool um with the the people we were supporting and 
at the end of the sort of swimming lesson, we were like playing around and messing around in the pool. And we did, the teacher was like, okay, everyone, we're going to do piggyback races. And it was like one staff member to each student. And so I had this guy who was like probably 19, 20 years old or whatever. And uh, and I was like, okay, get on my back then. And as he got on my back, we're like running down the pool and running back and whatever. And then suddenly I had something poking me in my back. (laughs) And it's no. like, okay, piggyback ride's <laughs> over now. <laughs> Time to go. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> you sick bastard. <laughs> but the um but the point is, I mean is yeah, I think in a professional circumstance, then yes, that is. I think I think it's reasonable. I know. What do you think, Dom? Well, when did she fucking move in to start with? Because that <laughs> just seemed to happen in in the space of an episode. I don't think it was even ever implied. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they didn't imply. She's what, just suddenly when there. or if. Yeah, it's just ridiculous because like the previous episodes, I don't think she lived there. No, it seemed like as if she wasn't, like she was out in the club and whatever. And when she's like pouring Haley coffee and she's like, you know, and the whole point of that was Haley was feeling a bit like insecure and self-conscious. And then you've got Nanny Carrie there, like, you know, looking immaculate and whatever and all organized and Jamie's not here. So you should just organize, you know, you should just enjoy your peace. I'm just going to take a quick swim. I was thinking, hang on a minute. Like, where where are these boundaries is it just you live here so when he's not here you know also help yourself to my i opened half a packet of doritos in the cupboard get on in there if you want like you know be my worst nightmare do not touch my doritos (laughs) also i love how there's like a running kind of like theme in the show that Haley's fat like they've kind of like hinted at it a few times and she you know she it, this time it's not as bad it's kind of pointing at her own insecurities but drop a few pounds like she's like where like she's super skinny like if she drops a few pounds she's gonna get short like i don't know where this is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like i that's where you can see kind of um the age of the show i think um come out a little bit but um but yeah no it's the whole dynamic with nanny carry is very interesting for sure I, I can't work out what what my real sort of thoughts are on the inappropriateness of her wearing a bikini whilst looking after mm. jamie because jamie is four right uh, he doesn't that's, really that's give a my shit. thoughts too he's not really right. he, this isn't something he's paying attention to you know when when jamie says jumps in and it, he he jumps in and it's a perfect 10 he then says <laughs> nanny carry then jumps in and he's jamie says oh it's a perfect 10 meaning like the, the splash the way she jumped in he's not mm-hmm. thinking about anything else because he's four you know and right, actually right. it's almost like nathan's like well yeah she's a perfect 10 and you know it allows nathan to to kind of wander off i mean the whole point the whole the, the whole reason she turned up in a bikini is because nathan was in the pool you know probably wouldn't have happened if he if he wasn't out mm-hmm. there but this is the, the perfect excuse for her now mm-hmm. because she, because she's live in i kind of get a sense that they're they're comfortable with her being there in in kind of whatever state so her going out with jamie in a bikini isn't necessarily inappropriate had she Mm. be like if she was someone that was turning up every day uh, to look after jamie and take him out to places and you know do whatever and, and look after him and go in the pool with him maybe then there's a sense of 
like inappropriateness, but I, I, I can't quite see it. I, I think because of his age, I think if Jamie was like maybe 10, 12, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever, then, then okay. Yeah. I think, I don't think that's the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. at the moment he's just putting his, what we call armbands on or water wings or whatever they call them, right. thro- throwing him in the deep end. So right. we don't want any carry to give Jamie a piggyback and <laughs> something poking her back. <laughs> oh, God. Waiting for Nathan for that, I think. <laughs> well, if, she, if she lives in as well, right? Like, is she allowed to have like friends over? Like if she has a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever can she have that person come over that would surely be awkward i have a friend that um <laughs> that a mutual friend that dom and i both both know um i won't name him um wait you tell but, me that you say the story and i'll, I'll put i'll send uh, a message to you and see if okay it's right. what, what well him and his wife um oh, okay i'm already out when <laughs> Well, when they moved, when they like got their own place and whatever, they rented out one of the rooms. And now that's not that common in the UK. I think that's more in America. I think that's a more of a common thing. But they um, they rented out just one one bedroom within their house. So they're sharing all their living space and everything else with effectively a stranger. And um, after about six months, maybe nine months, they ended up like kicking her out. Um and the reason was because every weekend she'd be bringing back a different guy uh, for the oh. night. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, and I thought it was hilarious. Not that part, but I was putting it to him like it was an ethical dilemma. I was being like, but Simon, that's her right as a human. She yeah. can if she she can live her life however she wants, like. And then he was like, but then these random men are just like, you know, in, in the middle house. of the night getting food out of my fridge and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's terrible because I I could never do that. I could never have someone just random in my house. Like, anyway, I just thought in the in the context of the show, like, what are the rules for Nanny mm. Carrie? Because she has, gets to have a life, right? I imagine she has to, in that role, you just have to give up some kind of independence and autonomy. I, I mean, I guess she, I mean, she clearly can't bring random guys home like that. I mean, she could, but it's not appropriate around uh, the little one. Nathan might get jealous, so. I mean, right. <laughs> if she was in a separate edifice, <laughs> like they had a pool house or something mm. then mm-hmm. I, kind of like okay fine we accept it because she's got her own supplies fridge <laughs> whatever she's out of the way she's kind of yeah. like in another <laughs> building but if it's in the same house i, I don't think i i'd be too comfortable with that mm. and and if nanny carrie was you know again for lack of a better term let's just say just mrs doubtfire not... right sure <laughs> yeah okay um and then if she was swimming in the pool naked and Nathan looked out the balcony he'd be like what the hey, fuck <laughs> get the fuck out of the pool <laughs> like, change the filter in the pool tomorrow as well Good would also say. be a naked man so we need extra chlorine <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like so many things are taken off and 
also it feels like Nanny Carey is kind of getting off on the danger, you know, the danger of, of getting caught and yeah. the, you know, swimming naked, well, all of that stuff. I think what's actually, you know, my kind of prediction or like perception of what's going on is it, she is almost working on replacing Haley. She's trying to uh, integrate herself with their friends and she's uh, almost like she's going to she's going to turn her into like a bit of a paranoid lunatic. I reckon Haley, I mean, so mm-hmm. Nanny Carrie's like is going to be slightly psycho and a bit crazy, probably well, obsessed with Nathan, yeah. work on making Jamie like love her and think she's wonderful, work on Lucas, Lindsay, you know, all of the friends that come around thinking she's wonderful and amazing. And then we'll start to slowly you know probably not that slowly given this show but we'll start to like try and edge Haley out the way a little bit and make Haley think um make Haley like really not like her basically because she's just going to keep trying stuff on with Nathan and she's going to catch on to this and everyone will think Haley's a little bit crazy for thinking it like what are you talking about she's lovely she's great well you know what's wrong with you she seems so sweet and so nice and like mm-hmm. Haley's going to be the only one that really sees deep down that she's just like a bit of a mani- manipulative bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw a, a, an example of that when she was talking to Lindsay. She kind of singled out Lindsay and said, um, "You know, I just because someone has history with another person doesn't mean they're meant to be together." And Lindsay was like, hmm, "You're right." So it was mm. kind of like easing her way into that. Um, so yeah, she's a she's a weirdo. <laughs> she's a hot well, nanny but she's a weirdo yeah. <laughs> all these good looking good looking people being psychotic i was I surprised uh, because mouth the first time we met her mouth mentioned her being in a bikini or something like that, didn't he and watching her swim so i'm surprised we didn't see him in a hedge you know <laughs> <laughs> rubber gloves, gloves like on. <laughs> well dom do you think nathan is going to like how far is it going to go is he going to go there uh i mean I, it's really difficult because I know how committed to Haley he's been and, and all the Rachel stuff, but you know, almost felt like he was in a better place kind of within himself, like, like mentally, I guess, and physically. Um, I, I think she's going to exploit his vulnerability in that he is going through this rehab and she used to help people with their physical therapy when she was a personal trainer or whatever she used to do before. So, She's going to find a way to exploit that. She's already mentioned now that, you know, Haley's jealous of her to Nathan and doesn't like um, her being in a bikini. She knows Nathan was watching uh, when she was naked in the pool and Nathan just stood there like gawking, didn't he really? Just he didn't move. So I think we're going to get if if he doesn't do it, it, it's going to come very close. That's not really a definitive answer, though, is it? I'm going to say... He's it's hard not, to tell. He's not going to go all the way, but it will be close. How far? Heavy petting. Well, we need something <laughs> tangible. To what's Which petting? Face? What are you? What are you? Yeah. They're, what are you talking about? They're under the will covers. Lips, will lips touch? They're, they're under the covers. Are lips Ooh. touching? Yes. Ooh. There's inappropriate okay. grabbing. <laughs> And then Haley okay. comes, and then he's caught by Lucas or something like that. And <laughs> he, bat, he batters him. Nanny carries like, but I've got medical gloves on. And it's okay. And I was helping him. Don't worry She'd about it. She'd probably ask Jamie's Lucas to join. <laughs> oh, God. 
Go and get Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Put keys in a bowl. Well, I don't know how best to do this. We've got nine minutes and we haven't done judgments and we haven't, we've spoke. I mean, give us one other person that we can speak about and then we'll cover anyone we've missed in judgments. Who you want? Um, me? Yeah. Okay. I, I chose this episode because of that scene with Peyton and Lucas at the end. So mostly Peyton because of that performance. So I would like to talk about that. Well, yeah, talk to us about it. So why, why is that scene so uh, important to you or why do you like it? Um, I think that, and spoiler for best performer, I guess, but I think that the acting, uh, Hillary Burton's acting was just very raw. Even just like when she's throwing those books at him, like the hand, like the beats of the hand movements between her like phrases and yelling at him is just so good that she she's so... Like, it felt very real, and that felt like how I would yell at someone if I was, you know, in that situation and feeling, um, you know, I mean, not that I would ever be in that situation, I don't think, but, um, you know, feeling that type of way. Um, and it's very emotional. Like, I feel like, like, I've cried a lot at One Tree Hill. I don't think I've, I've cried at this part, but I definitely tear up a little bit um, just because I feel the emotion coming through, through her. Um, so yeah, no, it's just a very powerful scene. Um, I think it's almost, and, and I, I've told people this before, like Pey Peyton in season five isn't my favorite Peyton, but I really do like her in this episode. Um, and I'll, I can talk a little bit more about that um, when we do judgments too, but um, I think she just really shines in a few scenes in this episode so great well good well with that said let's move into the judgment so we can get the the fuller picture so if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast which what dom how could you not <laughs> check us out ravenshoops.net why dom because basketballs go through Hoops. but mia they also go through nets ravenshoops.net Mia have you left us a review oh my god no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it during the watch along <laughs> you know I have that poem in the works I'm not gonna put that in the review because I'm too perfectionist I'm just gonna write a review and then make the poem and everyone can read it discord okay. thank you discord's good for poems <laughs> discord, yeah. I know the discord's been blowing up huh good i think we've got like almost 50 members in there or something yeah it's not bad i don't say a lot because my username doesn't have my name in it so i'm like <laughs> no one really knows who i am <laughs> i think it's like yeah i i should probably like sign it with my name every time i say something <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good well okay so you kind of just said it but mia who's your favorite performer of the episode yes uh hillary burton for that scene uh, that not only that scene, but also I, I love the scene with her and uh, Brooke's mom, Victoria, when she kind of tells her off. Um, yeah. Nice. Dom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say Hilary Burton as well. I thought she was kind of standout 
class above everyone else as a performer. Um, I just want to say about Lucas in that scene at the end as well. He's really bratty. Like you don't turn someone down if you want to be with him forever or not. Really, really bratty, and he's really not handled that situation well at all. Um, and you know, we we see Lindsay see the cars there, and she's probably thinking something else might be going on. But him saying he's done with it is always just. I just thought, yeah, just bin him off, Peyton. He's just have enough of this guy. Um, they'll eventually get married, but yeah. But I picked Hillary Burton anyway. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Yeah, Hillary Burton as well. I think that I found it hard to choose besides her because I don't think there was much else. I, I will say, I don't like to be mean, and I'm just pointing it out, but I think the guy that works with mouth that, uh, with the sort of goatee beard. I don't think he's the best actor. Mm. It kind of throws me off every time. It's a little bit like he seems... <laughs> Shots fired. He yeah, seems on, like yeah. um like an extra that kind of got like um like a raise <laughs> and he's like, you know, kind of one like he's giving it his all, but it's not it's it's not his thing. It's mm. not his calling. <laughs> we gave him some lines. Yeah. Well, what about your favorite character, Mia? Um, uh, it was a toss-up between Brooke and Peyton for me. Um, I really loved Brooke's vulnerability, and I think throughout season five, at least what we've seen so far, um, I she's such a great character, Brooke. Um, especially, it's such a um, kind of positive change from season four. Um, but I'm going to go with Peyton again, just because, um, just the way that she sticks up for Brooke, I think is like kind of, it's really good for their friendship. And I, I love how supportive they are of each other, um, and how we get to see that friendship kind of rekindling after all the drama for the past four seasons with Lucas. And now it's finally, finally aside and they're not, you know, that's not a thing anymore. So um yeah i'm gonna go with peyton i think she she was a really strong character dom well shout out to dan scary dan for turning up but i i just can't see past victoria ever not being my favorite character at the moment you know (laughs) she has a really really horrible scene with um brooke at the end where she's just like whatever she she's just using her for her um kind of talent and designs and stuff but um every scene up until that moment she was my favorite character so i'm gonna i'm still gonna stick with that and pick victoria yeah she's great i love i love her character too <laughs> as 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 horrible as she is she's yeah. a great character uh and you simon uh, i struggle to be real i struggle to pick someone in this one not enjoying Die. season five are you <laughs> he's really not he's really not <laughs> I'm gonna pick uh, Q. I'm gonna pick oh, Q. Fuck off! <laughs> Come on. Kid, well, he 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 turns around and he's reading the book at the end on the bus. And... No, I'm saying come on to Dom. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He still's not. He's not growing on you at all. No, not even in the slightest. All right. So in the in the future, when Q eventually turns out, he's read the book, he's writing his reports every week, and he's winning games, and he realizes that team is important, and Nathan's done so much for him. Then I'll start to like him. 
if that happens. If it will. <laughs> you never know, Dom. You never know. He might get run over might by get Dante. A bus. We don't know. Dante might get run over by Dante. Jimmy could pull up with a gun. I mean, it's happened yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Jimmy. What's your favorite? Who's Mia? Who's your favorite background performer? What Dom? One line or less. You know, I was looking and I didn't really see many people that were like significant background performers. So I'm just gonna pick someone that was at the bar getting drunk. Nice, excellent, Dom. Uh, I picked the person sitting next to Q on the bus. It was that person just like a seat or two seats over. So I just picked them. Because they were there. Nice. Simon? Yeah, that's good. I'm going to take the bus driver. <laughs> the, what's your problem? We didn't speak about the guy, the bar, the bartender that was um, flirting with um, Brooke, but who cares? Um, <laughs> he was wasting time. Mia, favorite line? Um... Favorite line was a counter burn from Peyton to Victoria. So Victoria says to Peyton, it's clear you ne never had a mother, which ouch. And then she says to Victoria, yeah, neither, neither did Brooke, which ooh, burn. So I thought that was a good line, but I, I think, great choice, but I think that the, the comeback's good. But Victoria's burn was worse. Oh yeah, yeah. it's well, a lot. Was like it's a, a lot worse. <laughs> it's like yeah. wait your way through, wait your way through two mums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. At so, least Payne didn't go cry about it though. <laughs> like, true. That we know of. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Dom, what was your favorite line? Victoria's <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah. I've written down. <laughs> I've written down two Victoria lines. Actually, that wasn't one of them, but. Um, like I'll read one and then my favorite one will be the second one I read out. But so the first one is God knows what got our paint and soil will be lying in. I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. And the one I've actually gone for is that she says to Haley and Lindsay is, uh, and Mia actually, um, not you, the one in the show. Um, I, I would say this was a waste of time, but you all failed so quickly. It really wasn't. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that sounds like a, a Dan line too, doesn't it? Like it, that sounds like something Dan would oh say. Oh my God. <laughs> I want her to meet Dan. When is that going to happen? Dan's getting out of jail soon. Predicted this for a little while. That's going to happen. It's the only reason Jamie's having these dreams about him is because he's going to actually be out of jail soon. He's going to knock on the door and be like, hi, Jamie, I'm your grandfather. And he's going to go, eh, and go and hide somewhere in, in the house <laughs> and um oh, oh my god if he met victoria they would actually just take over the world wouldn't they that what a power couple terrifying Pinky in the brain because it wouldn't matter wouldn't matter that they didn't love each other they were in it for the money oh maybe they would love each other maybe <laughs> anyway what's your favorite line <laughs> i the no idea which gutter painted soil would be lying in was mine. I love that line. It's great. <laughs> Anything means a paying. Um, <laughs> and your favorite song, Mia? Um, no One's Gonna Love You by Band of Horses. That was the closing song when the nanny was swimming naked in the pool. And I don't know. It didn't really make sense, but it was a good song. <laughs> 
And um, uh, I went with "Are You Gonna Be My Girl" by Jet, which you know was in the worst oh. scene of the whole episode, but is was the best song of the episode. Is that a Guitar Hero one? Yes. Right, right, right. What about you, mate? Uh, the the closing song. I'm not just saying it. I did think that was the best song. Um, and then last but not least, we have the precious. What Dom? Precious. Rating. Mia, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It decreased. Oh my god. That's never happened. I think this is my effect I, on people. I have this to. Episode. Can I? Can I tell Mia? Not yet. Oh, okay. yeah, gone. Yeah, well, gone. Uh, yeah, gone. The the same Not thing the score, happened yeah. to Alicia. Alicia decreased <gasps> her number. So, right, she was like, on right before. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> so strange. And that never or happens. Not. I never hear people say that. That never happens. Except maybe you. But... Except me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird okay well dom same questions uh i have a number that stayed the same and you simon Hi-ya. god this is gonna be con this is gonna be controversial i had a number and it's increased <gasps> oh my god <laughs> shit they're bad this is all okay increase. so we'll we'll say them after three one two three six seven five. Oh my oh. god, your number was a four. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> oh, the, I can feel the discord already. Oh my god, I love this. The heat. I can feel the heat. I love it. Simon oh. thought it was a four, but just gave it a five out of pity. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my well, god. Well, and Elise, Alicia was at a seven. Yeah. W- willing to go to six. But willing to go to six, yeah. I'm willing oh, to go to a six. And Dom, where were you at? Six. I said six. I can go to a six. You want to go to a six? Wow, a four, Simon? Why were you at a five? <laughs> well, a four originally and then <laughs> Mia, a five. You made, you made it sound like as if... Mia, you look so sad. I can't that... believe it. I wore my shirt today. <laughs> you look... You... Just going to burn it. That's it. I've had enough. Forget you, Chad. You look, like, you look like Hayley finding Nathan sleeping with Nanny Carrie. Nanny. Like the absolute... But do you know, I mean... It doesn't mean I dislike the show. It's nothing like that. I still love the show, but I said this earlier, I ranted of saying that it just feels so far removed from the show that I loved, which was season one, which is seeing mm. the struggle and reality and the hurdles and all these things. I won't repeat because we, we'd said it earlier in the show. And now it's so far removed from that. We're so, we're into an era where it feels a lot more soap opera-like than a drama um, and I, I still love it, but I don't. And we said I don't want to see Jamie playing Guitar Hero. I don't want to <laughs> see Q. like some of these. What's that? I don't want to see Q. <laughs> yeah, I, just... I like the Q stuff. Well, we, you know, we'll see. Right, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe on this watch, you know, thirty-five it is different. You know, watching it at this level, um, and then. Doesn't mean I'd, it doesn't take away from my overall love of the show. I'm just being honest, and 
I that we Dom and I vowed that when we started this podcast and did the podcast that we would be honest with our opinions and we're not going to lie because that's what we think people want to hear. We're just going to tell the truth, mm-hmm. and so that that is my truth of how I feel right now. But yeah, what th- would your reasons? I think for me, like I I tend to be a person who really really like gets into like I I romanticize the high so like that's why I was originally like at eight and I went down was because I was thinking of that scene in um the record Peyton's record label when they were arguing and throwing the books and that's like a pretty one of my maybe top 20 scenes I mean it's not top 10 but it's a pretty good scene but then I thought and I'm like there's not really much else in this episode that really stands out to me um and I think a lot of the Nanny Carey stuff to me is just I feel like the show tries to play on this trope that's like Nathan is too good for Haley let's try to test him and see if he's gonna cheat like I'm kind of sick of that um they already did it once with Rachel um and Haley's sister yeah yeah and Taylor and so I'm just like I don't know I feel like they could have done something a little bit more um organic um so yeah the nanny care stuff I I liked it the first time I watched it I remember I was engaged in it and um then re-watching it I didn't like it so I think for me that's why I went down and that's why I could go to a six um but fours, I know some fours that I, mm-hmm. not going to spoil anything. But, um, <laughs> it's well, feeling more mm-hmm. like a bad episode of Desperate Housewives than an episode of One Tree <laughs> yeah, Hill, I, I, I think. Dom, do you have any rationale behind your decision? Um, Just, I think it's, like last week I gave it a seven that I think eventually went to a six but because that was explanation of the college years which is kind of what I wanted this episode I thought was okay there were some really good moments and performances but uh, it's marred by all of the inappropriateness so all the mouth stuff with Alice um just just in general that in generally I, I don't really enjoy anything to do with Q at the moment I know that will change that has potential to change but at the minute, I just think it's it's like really like pulling teeth, um, and just the nanny carry stuff is just super weird. So, I mean, she, she she's there to to be weird. That's kind of the point. But yeah, it, it just just felt like a pretty mundane episode to be honest. So that's why I gave it a six. So we call this one a six. And there it is. We still have never been less than a six. We've never rated an episode less than a six. So oh, that still continues. That still continues. Uh, Mia, we appreciate your support. Thank you so much for coming on. As always, we love hearing your insight. We love hearing your views. And we love that you, you know, enjoy to dislike, you know, some of the characters in the same <laughs> way that we do. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Always so fun. <laughs> brilliant having you on as always and really enjoy listening to what you got to say and and who you want to bitch about as well which is awesome so cool yeah. thank you so much for joining us and your support <laughs> thank you like and what what imp- what impression accent voice who do you want dom to embody and become for the ravens chant 
Okay, I, I, I've been working with a lot of Irish people. Uh, I work at a restaurant in the seaport in Boston, and so we've had a lot of Irish people come and um, work. They have some work visas, and they've been um, kind of helping me with the accent. So, oh my God, no, I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not that good at it. Shit, I dug myself a hole. But fuck it, let's do it. All right, let's do Irish. Are they Northern Irish or normal Irish? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, worry, uh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just go with Irish. <laughs> on the counter free, like that. I don't know. That's British, right? I don't know. That wasn't I'm far. Gonna... That was all right. That was pretty good. Okay. It would be uh, tree. We'll count to tree. Are you ready? We'll yeah, go, that sounds. We'll go with ravens on tree. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Three. <laughs> ravens. Ravens. Oh, ravens. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>